Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Well, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We sure hope your weekend was great. I just want to talk to you today very briefly about one of the misconceptions I think a lot of people have of God, which is something that actually I, I thought of when I was much younger. And that's this idea that God is just sort of like this angry FBI agent or police officer who's waiting around corners trying to catch you screwing something up. Okay, and and the moment you do something wrong, then he's going to jump on you and arrest you and drag you in front of the judge and and punish you and all that. I'm not really sure where that came from, but that's not what God's about. That's what the enemy is about. Okay, God's about liberation. He's about freedom. God loves you. Now, like any other loving parent, obviously he wants the best for you, and and to that extent, he he's not going to let you trip up if you trust him. Okay, and he disciplines those he loves. But there's a difference between discipline and punishment. Okay, and this isn't to say that God doesn't set certain parameters for us. He absolutely does. But it's not because he doesn't want us to have any fun or anything like that. He sets up certain guidelines, really, because he wants the best for us. We spoke the other night about prayer and how even secular scientists admit that when it comes to prayer, there are a lot of benefits to it. And they don't even believe in God, okay? Well, it's the same thing with just sin in general, okay? Even if you don't believe in God, even even if there is no God, even if Jesus Christ never came to this earth and never died for our sins and rose again, just living a quote-unquote Christian life is going to lead to much better results. You're going to be happier. You're going to be healthier. You're going to be holier. You're going to be you're going to be a lot more trustworthy. You're going to be a lot more successful in a lot of things in your relationships, in your professional life. And what you begin to understand is that what God classifies as sin is not just a bunch of things that you think are fun and why does God have to be so mean? It's that he knows that these things are ultimately detrimental to you. You know, if we were to go to a doctor and the doctor would say to us, look, you know, you need to start exercising. You need to start eating properly. Okay. You need to lose some weight. We wouldn't go home and say, that doctor's mean. I don't want anything to do with doctors from now on. Heck with medicine. I don't want any of that. That's they, they create all these rules I don't like. No, he's not creating rules to be mean. If you want to, you know, achieve healthiness, you have to exercise. You cannot eat junk food. Okay. It's not going to work for very long. All right. There are certain rules that you have to follow, not because science and nature don't want you to have fun. It has nothing to do with that. It's just there are certain things that are good for your body and certain things that aren't. Well, in the same way, the, the, Thing, the rules that God sets out for us in terms of obedience aren't there because he doesn't want us to have fun. He just knows that if you live life a certain way, that is going to lead to success. It's going to lead to spiritual healthiness, and it's going to remove the impediments between you and a holy God. See, that's the key. God is holy. We inherently are not, which is why he had to send Christ to die for our sins and make the ultimate sacrifice so that we could be cleanse of our sins, okay? But to come into communion with the Holy God, and that's something that Chris and I have emphasized, that God's not just some spot on the ceiling that you pray to. He's a person, and he wants to commune with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. But that means you have to pull sin out of your life because sin is what gets in the way of that, 
Okay, if you look at the 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 sins that are outlined in the Bible, and it's important we talk about this because Chris and I never wanted a ministry like you see where some people never talk about sin. They never talk about obedience. They talk about the things that people want to hear about. They want to hear, "I'm going to be blessed in all things. I want to be financially prosperous and healthy." And it's like, well, yeah, but the Bible tells you how to do that. Okay, you eliminate pride. You know, for, uh, bless those who curse you. You be be forgiving, be merciful, be a peacemaker. Okay, uh, don't overindulge in things like alcohol and, and things like that. Be an honest person. And if you look at the rules that God really lays out for us, what is so objectionable about don't steal, don't lie, don't commit adultery, set aside one day of the week for rest? Believe me, that's something. That's something. You know, when I was a kid. I was like, what the heck's the point of that? Now that I'm I'm in my early forties now, it's it's like, oh, praise God for that one. You know, uh, seriously. Uh, so you have to just understand when, when God places restrictions on you, it's, it's no different than a parent telling you don't smoke cigarettes. Okay. The reason God doesn't want you looking at pornography is not because he doesn't want you enjoying it. It's because he sees how destructive it is. Okay. And if you go through all the various rules and regulations, what you see is they're not really rules in terms of like a criminal code. Okay, it's simply this is God telling you if you want to live a godly life, if you want a healthy life, if you want to be physically healthy, if you want to be spiritually healthy, if you want to be financially successful, okay, if you want all of these things everybody says they want, then this is how you do it. And the added bonus to that, the added bonus to that is by doing that, not only do you make yourself a better person in total and you're going to be more successful and happier and healthier just by that, but you also eliminate, you eliminate that space between you and God and allows you to have communion with him and it allows you to come into the fullness. And when that starts happening, your life is going to take off like a rocket ship. All right. So this kind of continues with the theme I said last night, just like prayer has benefits, even, even recognizable to secular scientists, just living a quote unquote Christian life is going to have the same benefit, which is why I said uh, last night that even if there is no God, even if he had no son, it's still I'd still rather be a Christian than anything else this world has to offer. Because what this world has for you is emptiness. It has hedonism. It has materialism. It has overindulgence. It has, you know, uh, uh, sexuality and, and, and things like that. It's like everything that God has taken that's good. The, the, the world wants to pervert it. The world wants to get you to overindulge in all these things. I mean, going back to a message I said a few nights ago, Kristen, even the world recognize, even worldly people recognize that what the world has is empty. And all I'm saying tonight is what God has fills that emptiness. But it's not, and it's, it, yes, the rules are there to, to show you the most healthy lifestyle to live. And that's great. And that's going to help you. But the, the added benefit is not just that you're going to be living a better life. It's that you're going to be living a godly life, one where you're able to communicate with God, where, you know, you come into his fullness. And he, he overflows you, and uh, that's when your life really takes off. So that's my message for you tonight. That's so good. I think that hits on so many things, especially in culture and even in Christian culture now. Um, you know, people come from different backgrounds, and so certainly people come from that background of seeing God as, as a father, if they had a bad father relationship. Yeah. Um, but even those of us who've, who've grown up with the with the mindset of God is a loving father, you know, you can tend to lose that. Or if you're not trusting the Lord, 
you need to go back to the root, go back to his character. Sometimes we don't live like mm-hmm. that. We we know it in our heads, but we really to really know God's pure character. And you also touched on that as far as like living by God's rules. I think there's a big uh counterculture, even Christian counterculture now that says yep. uh, you know, it was all rules, 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 and now it's you know, they it kind of confuses the freedom in Christ with just, you know, not wanting a spirit of religion or whatever. Yeah, it's it's you know, we could actually do a whole other sermon on that yeah, too, I was which say, which in the top you know, because one of the I think we mentioned this the other day, one of the sort of en vogue things to say when we hear it all the time is, Oh, I'm not into religion, I'm into a relationship with Okay, listen, I'm great, have a relationship with Christ, but you're not going to have much of a relationship if you're being disobedient. If, right. And and when we talk about the rules, I'm not talking about the Old Testament rules where it tells you how often you got to wash your hands because people think of the Ten Commandments. The Old Testament actually had 600-plus commandments, and it even got down to hand washing. It got down to what foods you can eat and stuff like that, and this food is clean, that food's not clean. That That's not what I mean. Follow follow the New Testament. Yes, follow the Ten Commandments. That's true, but follow the basic ethic of Christianity. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Okay, love God, love man. If you start with those principles, you're going to see that the things that you know you're not supposed to do fall outside of that. Pornography is not loving God. It's not loving man. It's, it's none yeah. of those things. It's actually, it's loving yourself. And it's actually, um, it's, it's actually hating God's creation. If you really understand what it is, because you're not even looking at that person as a person. You're looking at that mm. person as an object. And what is so great about it? I mean, it's like any other drug. You think, you know, at first it's harmless and you get a little high out of it. Who cares? But then go look at look at people now who can't maintain relationships. Look at men, by the way, who can't have children because they overindulge in that stuff. Look mm. at people who are now addicted to these things. Look at the look at this Preach this it. this sexual assault culture that we have in, in the United States. I mean, how many women in the U.S. haven't uh, been a victim of sexual assault or sexual harassment or something like that yeah. on our college campuses? Yeah. And we're just talking about this one this one yeah. senior. Anyone who thinks that this is that like this is not this is not freedom. Yeah. You think that you think that's freedom to be in bondage to yeah. sin? It's the opposite. Freedom is when that sort of thing has no control over you. And the way it has no control over you is you don't start indulging it in the first place. That's you know, right. it's not I, I heard someone say one time that like having godly discipline doesn't mean you walk into a bar and you say, Ah, I'm not gonna drink anything that's here. It's like Maybe you don't walk into the bar in the first place, and yeah. then you don't have to to face that. But see, this is so good because I think what you're doing, you're even just bringing it up and saying this is wrong. I think that's kind of what's missing now from our culture and our Christian culture in a large way is, is saying something even wrong. saying okay, because, this because is wrong. No, and it, it was, it, and, but what I'm saying is by saying wrong, I'm using it synonymously with harmful. Yeah, and I think so many right, people. Right. Well, first of all, it's, uh, nobody wants to be judgmental these days. Right. It's exactly. like, well, it should be. I saw a science says, you know, the stigma-free zone. I'm like, well, you know, something should be stigmatized. <laughs> yeah. Like pornography, like if it, that that should have a stigma to it. You know, yeah. alcoholism Human should have a stigma to it. Like, there are lots yeah. of bad things yeah. that should be stigmatized. But I think so many people don't realize, even in the church, even pastors, that what we call sin, what we call bad – Okay, it's not just bad, it's that it's harmful. It's harmful mm, for you, it's right. or it's harmful for somebody else. Yeah. Okay. And so what I'm saying is, you know, when people say, What what about, you know, pornography? What's wrong with that? Well, what isn't wrong with it? Let's yeah. where do you want to begin? <laughs> well, what's wrong with what's wrong with having a drink? Well, yeah, when it become when you become addicted to alcohol and, and uh, you're beating your wife or you can't keep a job, or you know, you don't have any friends because you know you, you go on these 
wild mood swings. You have no control of your life. You know, then come talk to me. But see, that's what the enemy wants to show you. They want to show you. The enemy wants to say, what's wrong with having a drink? Right. As though the enemy just stops with one drink. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. like it ever stops there. And he'll say, well, this person's not addicted. That person's not addicted. So you won't be. And then, and you see what happens. And not everyone becomes an alcoholic, but everyone who has that mentality, the, 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 the so-called, you know, I, I kind of know this is wrong, but what's really wrong with it sort of right, mentality. Right. They, it, in, invariably, the enemy will hook into them somewhere or the other. And then they come to us and, and they come and they say, hey, pray for me, you know, my, and, and not just about this. My life is empty. I'm missing so much out of my life. And we're happy to do it. But there's a saying that an ounce of prevention is worth more than the pound of mm-hmm. the cure. So it's much, I'd much rather pray that you not get into these things in the first place and understand that you've, if you are into them, even if you said the call to salvation, this is interfering with your spiritual growth and God is not going to bless you. And it's not just because he's stingy. That's not it. God is not a stingy person, but he doesn't want to send you false positives. He's mm-hmm. not going to elevate mm-hmm. you because if you, if he does that, then you're not going to get your act and you're not going to get your act together. He, he's going to want you to come to him and say, God, what is wrong? What am I missing? So you can say, I need you to take this out of your life. I need you to take that out of your life. Because he, what he's ultimately concerned with is not you becoming, for example, wealthy, because he could do that to snap a finger. He's interested in conforming you to the likeness of Christ. And he uses positive incentives to do that, but he also uses negative incentives to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting those negative incentives, be glad because, like I said, God disciplines those he loves. That is so good. And I really, on a, another level with that, I just feel like God also sent, that's what he sends the Holy Spirit to convict when you're watching something, uh, you know, and you're like, mm, maybe I shouldn't be watching this or whatever. Listen to that voice, you know, right? L- like, listen to that voice. It's it's good because that way you don't feel like, oh, I'm afraid. Did I do something wrong? Didn't I? The Holy Spirit will convict you. And, um, you know, I've heard of people saying before they even became Christians, I just knew this was wrong. I didn't know it was wrong, but I just knew. And that was the Holy Spirit. So, so good. And thank you for, I, I love a man who just calls it like it is and is not afraid to stand by his convictions. And I have a conviction right now that you are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. That's oh. calling it like it is. Oh, isn't he just the best? He's the best. Oh, I love you. You're the best. He's just the best man of God. And uh, that's those convictions are what drew me to him. God, I'm so grateful that God sent you in my life. Oh, thank oh, you, baby. Praise God. Praise God for, oh, there's hope for the male race. <laughs> <laughs> um, my verse tonight is actually Jeremiah 45, 5. I will give your life to you as a prize in all places wherever you go. This verse stuck out to me tonight, and I can't believe to say I'm not very familiar with it. So, That's true, um, me either, actually. You know, and it was just a very interesting verse because I love the verse that says, I will show you treasures in in the darkness. And I mm-hmm. kind of feel, and I think that's in Jeremiah as well. Maybe I, I could be wrong with that. But a, a light, your life to you as a prize in all places wherever you go. There's a lot of shades to that verse, a lot of colors to that verse. So, God, thank you that you... You speak to us in so many different ways. First of all, we thank you for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you want to be close to us. We thank you for our open doors. We thank you for our closed doors. We thank you how you snatch us up, that you're just, uh, you are so jealous for us that you want to be with us. We thank you, Lord. Um, I, I pray for men, uh, like Jordan Mm. to rise up and be in places of influence that they can speak with the authority to 
to speak your truth, God. And for I feel like in a long time in America and in this world, your truth has the enemy has tried to hide your truth, God. But it's time to speak out. It's time to to call out the things that need to be called out. So I pray for men to rise up. I pray for women to rise up. I pray for for a whole generation. I pray for the young men and the young women. You know, young men and young women can can rise up in this situation. Isn't there's no age requirement. And as far as that goes, there's no age requirement the other way. I pray for people 1 to 99. I pray for seniors to rise up. I pray for people who have not been living for the Lord or people who have been kind of in one foot out the other, lukewarm to stand at all ages, Lord. Like I say, from one to 99, from kids to senior citizens, Lord, to stand for you, God, to wake up. I pray the church would wake up and rise up to the occasion. I pray that we would just, as a church, as your church, as a whole world, as all of your Christians, just unite together and link arm in arm and and be your kingdom and 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 take by force what we're supposed to take lord lord we are we are latching hands latching arm in arm and and holding on to you and as we seek your face and as we press in i pray for a not a spirit of compromise to be found I pray that we would stand on our conv- convictions, that we would have boldness, and that we, Lord, would outnumber, outnumber the opposition in in every single way. I pray for us to stand up and to step up and to step out. I pray for the media. I pray for more Christians in the media to stand up and to speak out. I pray for those who are wishy-washy in their convictions and in roles and in directing to not stand for one or the other. I pray for the line in the sand that we would stand up as a Christian community in music and film and in every way. I pray in in every business and business and ethics and and in all across this world, Lord, and mothers and fathers and grandparents and sons and daughters. And we stand and our life will be a prize, like it says in Jeremiah. Our life will be a prize everywhere we go because we will have the reward of following you, the reward of following you and knowing you and knowing the peaceful life, not a cheap life, not a life that has just been in in and out, uh, one foot in, one foot out, one kind of lukewarm Christianity, but a convicted life, a life that stands on your truth and in your power and walks in your way and and is the gospel and brings more into the kingdom in this generation than all the previous generations combined. And there would just be a huge revival on this earth. And we would give you the honor, glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great job. You got, right. your, you got your praise. Uh, I do. I actually. Praise bell. Don't laugh, but I put it over here. And it was the one thing I forgot to get. Okay. Okay. Let me get it. So our friend Fernando, I have to read this off my Apple Watches while I'm looking at my wrist. Uh, you might remember earlier in the week, our friend Fernando Fernandez, one of our our, uh, our regular fans, asked us to pray over uh, Atlantic City because on the 4th of July weekend, some agitators were planning on having uh, – well, causing problems down Atlantic City, which has enough problems of its own. And it was bad enough that this one group was going to come and cause these problems and then this motorcycle gang was going to come and, and cause even more problems. 
Well, Fernando, uh, we prayed about this, and Fernando just gave me an update saying, want to give you an update on today. Uh, well, I, this was this was Saturday. A blessing. The protest was uh, low, and there was no violence. And of course, the instigator was arrested for trying to block the expressway. So good. So there was no violence. Nobody was hurt. It wasn't much of a protest, and the guy who was causing all the problems was arrested, and uh, that's an answer to prayer. So why don't you just, bring it? I would just because I'm bad at it. There we go. You're good. You're there better. Go. See, all practice makes. Gotta have a, a, a flat surface. I know that it. was that was good. How you did that? Yeah. That was good. <laughs> so thank you for that uh, praise great. report, Fernando, yeah. and God, thank you for answered prayers. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'd like to start out tonight with uh, Pertikit is asking for prayer. Um, his mom has diabetes. His father passed away when he was only five, so his mom has been the breadwinner for their home. And so, Pertikit, thank you for asking for uh, prayer for your mom's health and your whole entire family. I am um, just adm- admire your mom so much for keeping the family together in every single way. And so, Lord, I, I pray that you bless this woman, bless her whole family. I know you have a special place in your heart for the widow. Lord, and the brokenhearted. So God, just heal that whole entire family. Heal her. Uh, let the physical healing mirror and parallel the emotional healing that needs to take place there. Bring her uh, in a man in her life to take care of her and her son and um, just just create a good work there and certainly heal her of everything, Lord, that she struggles with. Just, just heal her from head to toe. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you want to do the, the first one? Yvonne? Right? Yeah. Yvonne says, Dear God, help me. I'm struggling, not coping. I have a bad bout of depression after a minor operation last week. I feel very sick and low. My faith is weak. So there's a few things about this. The Bible talks about a spirit of heaviness. And whenever I see depression, I think of the spirit of heaviness. And I mention that because it's important a lot of times to understand when you're actually dealing with a spirit as opposed to a medical condition. And so, God, number one, we rebuke any spirit of heaviness over Yvonne. We pray that she's mentally healthy. But I think these two things are related. She's going through depression, and she says her faith is weak, okay, and she feels very low. You know, a lot of times people are conditioned to believe that if if they're not like, you know, they don't have the level of faith of the Apostle Paul or something like that, that, you know, they don't have any faith or their faith is weak. And I'm reminded of that, the one uh, character in the New Testament whose daughter was sick and, and possessed. And, and Jesus said, you know, I can heal her if you if you have faith. And the, and the man says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Okay. The enemy wants you to think that if you have any doubts or your faith isn't like 110%, then, you know, it's just not good enough. And that's not the case. Faith is something that has to be built up over time. It's something that a lot of times has to be restored. So, Yvonne, where you say your faith is weak, well, if your faith is so weak, why did you write this, right? Your faith isn't as weak as you think it is. God, I pray that you restore Yvonne's faith. I pray that you come at her and show her your realness. Just help her feel you as like a tangible uh, father and a friend, and a lover of her soul, and someone she can console in. God, it says she feels very, very low. God, we know that you're near to the brokenhearted, and so we pray that you're very near to Yvonne. Yvonne, I strongly, strongly recommend when you're going through stuff like this, if I were you, I would go download the Through the Word app. I'm telling you guys, it's an extremely, extremely helpful app. It's got daily devotions. If you're not doing daily devotions, you got to be doing it, okay? 
Again, this is not a rule. Like if you don't do it, you're a sinner and you're going to hell. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is better for you. It's like taking medicine. Okay. If you're sick, you got to take medicine. If you don't take medicine, you're just hurting yourself. And this is no different. You got to do your, your devotions every day. That'll help restore your faith. I think it'll help. Uh, it'll lift this depression off of you and um, bring you much closer to God and really feel his presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I've just forgot. We have another praise report linked to a prayer request here. So okay, go ahead. you can ring the bell. I didn't actually write it down, but Michelle, who we prayed for just on Friday evening, said already about her unknown sickness that her test results came back negative. Oh, so, I, didn't know, I didn't know that. Yes, I just I just remembered And it. by negative, that's a good thing. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> negative is a positive in the medical world. That's right. So she said, just keep, you know, continue praying for me, making sure that I'm on the road to recovery. But she said, in the meantime, please also pray for my friend Tasha for her healing. So Lord, we do pray for Michelle. We thank you for the great work that you've done in Michelle already. It's one of those rocket prayers, but we do ask you for the completion of that healing, uh, for her 100% healing in every single way and, and to heal her emotional as, as well. And for Tasha, her friend, we ask that you heal her. Lord, by your stripes you are healed. And we just pray your healing over them, God, from you, just like the woman with the issue of blood who touched your hem of your garment. And we know that your healing is flowing out of you and onto Tasha and Michelle. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Who are we doing? Sifo. Sifo, pray for my wife. We need Bobby. Does that mean baby? Yeah. I think probably. I'd... Yeah. Prayer for my wife. We need, we'll go with baby because I don't know who Bobby is. <laughs> and he's also says he has sick and he's with blood pressure problem and maybe anemic. Maybe. All right. Well, all right. Well, Father God, first of all, we thank you for Sifo and his entire life and his wife. And we pray that if they're looking for a baby, that that's what, that God, you deliver them. You give them the, as so many of our followers say, the fruit of the womb. I didn't know that was such a popular saying. Now everybody says it to us. I know. I love it. God, we speak against that sickness. We speak yes. to his entire circulatory system. We order it to have perfect blood pressure, that he not be anemic, he not have any other blood problems. God, that you just – you know, I kind of feel like when you have sickness in you, what, I, what I've noticed is, Kristen, that to get more of the Holy Spirit, to fill you more in the Holy Spirit, there's stuff you got to rip out. Mm, yeah, okay. This and, is true. and on a spiritual level. Very true. This and very true. I feel like a lot of times with sicknesses, it's like God saying, look, you got other things you got to rip out mm. so that the Holy Spirit can come in yeah. and take the place of the That's sickness. Good. That's so, good. you know, there's really a huge overlap, I think, between the spiritual and the physical okay. world. So, God, we pray that you totally heal Sifo. We pray for against this blood pressure problem. We pray for him and his wife that they have uh, many babies, perhaps one named Bobby. Who knows that you bless them completely and abundantly, and that you that these this family, husband, wife, and children bring many people to Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Great. And one last one, Gabriella says, "Pray for my family to know the Lord Jesus." Absolutely, Gabriella. I'm sure that I I pray for you, and I in fact I pray for anyone who is a family member who is far from God. And would you all just do this for me right now? If you, I'm sure even if you don't have a family member that's far from God, I'm sure you know at least one person mm. who is far from God right now. Would you just pray, would we just all pray together for the salvation of that person? That would be awesome. Imagine all of us praying for at least one person. How awesome would that be? One person a day, mm -hmm. take a month, and every single day, 
five minutes, you know, just when you're getting ready or whatever, praying for what does that cost us? So um, that's a great idea. So Gabriella, we pray for your family. We pray for them to come to know the Lord. We pray for them to to know Jesus. We pray for Jesus to get a hold of their heart, with the Holy Spirit conviction. We pray for the seed. If there's been a seed laid there, if there needs to be a seed laid there, we pray for them to come to know. And we pray for them to see Jesus in you and, and recognize that and latch on to that. And, and just, we just, we just announce their names into the kingdom of God. Right now, we just announce that God and Jesus is wooing uh, your family member by member into the kingdom of God. And we want to hear the praise report on that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And that leads us to, into the next part. So if you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, maybe you don't know the Lord or maybe uh, you've fallen away from the Lord, this is the perfect time to recommit your life or commit your life for the first time. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so happy for you. Leave us a comment on the video or send us a message. We want to hear from you. Amen. By the way, if you've made it this far, we're 28 minutes in. I'm going to show you something. You want to see a really good picture of me and Kristen? Here you go. Check this out. That is a good picture. Oh, it's hard to see with the light ring. That's us. I love that was back when we could still, oops. That was back when we were still allowed to, to go out together yes. before this pandemic hit. And I know <laughs> I look, we look really white there. It's actually a good picture. Sorry about the lighting. Um, but there it is. Hey guys, listen, thanks for the privilege of being allowed to come into your home and to pray for you. Don't forget the reason, part of the reason we do this is to show you how you can help other people, how you can yeah. pray for other people. So we really want you to do that. Guys, we pray that you have an amazing, amazing, amazing week. Go help some people. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, 730 Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.